0: BeastNet is brought to you by James Safety Services and in partnership with Beast OCR. Here we discuss all things OCR and fitness related, running, endurance, conditioning, rucking, and more. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, Mike with BeastNet here, and um, on this episode I've got with me Bonnie Wilson from uh, Mud Run Guide. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let, let the, the listeners know who, who you are.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm Bonnie. I am the social media everything at Mud Run Guide. So if you've ever dealt with us on social media or spoken to Mud Run Guide, it's probably me. Um, And I'm actually here in Portland, Oregon, born and raised and been in the OCR team. January will be year four for me. Yeah, January will be year four. I'm 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 like, when did I start this crazy journey? (laughs)
0: Yeah, the Facebook helps me with that, because I've actually just today, I've been getting a whole bunch of, like, memories of all the pictures from the first, well, the first Spartan Super I did, it would have been my third Spartan, but yeah, four years ago, like, today was when all the pictures came out, so it's been kind of cool to be like, oh, wow. So The power of social media. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of people don't realize the original, the first Spartan in Snohomish was actually a Super in October.
1: Mm-hmm. In I 2015. Yep, yeah, I was actually part of the original, and I'm talking the 2015 w- way back 2015 edition of the Spartan Street Team.
0: Yeah, then so we I may have, have met each, each other because that's when that would
1: have been like 2013. Yeah, see, I,
0: I joined the Street, team, was... in yeah, the, joined the the street team in 2015. Yeah, I joined the Street Team
1: in 2015. Yeah, I was first year they went to Portland, so I'm way back.
0: Way back, so yeah,
1: yeah, I, I, that was actually my first boy in the, in the OCR.
0: So, what you know, speaking of that, what, what got you into OCR? What was what made you decide to go on this fun journey?
1: I actually came around to my run guide via the fact that I'm a Ninja Warrior nerd, I have okay. been watching American Ninja Warrior for probably so, yeah, about since season one. Um, it's always been mother daughter time for mom and I, and I loved the atmosphere. I loved the scene. I loved just being, a, watching people push themselves to the limit. I, I just got so into it. And then through various channels, we found that I found out that Mud Dad was looking for help with their social media, and I wasn't so sure about it at the time and then a friend of mine was like go apply for it it's like the dream job for you go apply for it i applied for it and the co-founder and i started talking about ninja warrior and next thing i know that was three years and 10 months ago
0: wow so when you when you did that had you done an ocr before that or was that i had
1: volunteered i had volunteered at ocrs i had volunteered at a couple spartans i had volunteered way back when tough matter had hit portland And um, medically, I had some wrist issues, so medically I couldn't – was not recommended, Mm -hmm. I'll put it that way, to do an OCR at that point. But I still loved the scene, and I loved being out there to cheer and inspire people. And there's just something so amazing about watching someone who doesn't think they can necessarily do something push themselves to that point where they can do it. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I love that feeling. Which explains why you would be on Street Team. Street Team, you know, especially back then, that was the vibe that Street Team had. It was all about cheering and getting people ramped up and, you know, going and doing the, the races and to come back. So, yeah.
1: I, rem- so. I remember the year we had a booth at the Seattle Marathon Expo. And um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we were doing one of, the bur- it was one of the burpee challenge weekends. We were doing a burpee challenge all weekend. And it was so fun just to watch people push themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know this so year I they've done really rock and roll marathon. Yeah. They yeah. didn't rock and roll, but I don't know I have, them doing the Seattle marathon.
1: Yeah. It was Seattle marathon. Cause I've been, I am a generation one Seattle marathon ambassador. And actually I just filled in as an ambassador for them at the Portland marathon expo. So I've been, this year will be six for me. Yep. This year will be six for me in Seattle.
0: Nice. So you're going to be at the Seattle Marathon yeah. this year because yeah, somebody. I'm running, that, I'm running that house. Yeah, somebody I won't name names. Dawn um, has signed me up, and I'm I'm doing the full again. So that's nah, going to kill me.
1: I've done the full one on the old course. We'll never. I am perfectly fine with saying one and done.
0: Yes, yeah, see, I so did. admittedly,
1: that old course is a PR for me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and the old course, was that when it used to cross I-90, across uh, the bridge? Uh-huh, when we did the floating bridge.
1: Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, see, I, I, missed, I, missed I missed the floating missed bridge. And then I did the year, like the year in between. It was like the lo- the first year without the floating bridge, which I think it was 2017, but they did it completely. Yeah. And I guess that was like a one-and-done course. They never did that. They switched the course up the next year. So, 18 was really a completely of that different segment. course than 17.
1: I did, that, I did the half that year. That I don't even want to talk about that. how miserable I was on that one.
0: Oh, no. No, it was horrible. I was so wet and so cold by the end. And, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I was the second to last finisher, and that's only because I passed the last finisher, like, in the stadium. So, there was, like, 100 feet left.
1: I was – Sub three, well, I was just shy of three hours on the half that, and I was just like, I don't even care. I was like, get me done. I don't even care.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did. I did that one in nine and a half, nine and a half for the full marathon, and then I just did another marathon in June that I did in eight. So I'm still chubby and slow, but I I cut cut an hour and a half off. So,
1: (laughs) my first trainer when I first started my journey, I'd say ten years ago. Um, one of the things he told me is it is like, none of that matters. The one thing that matters is making the step in front of you the best step you possibly can. Yeah. So that's how I how yeah. I live with all my mar- my running. It's like that next step. Okay, you know what? That last mile sucks. That the <clears throat> next mile is going to be better, or the next twenty five feet are going to be better, or the next five feet some days.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know and that feeling. That got yeah, me through six.
1: yeah. That got me through six marathons.
0: This will be my third marathon and I, I'd never I never thought I would do more than one. So but Neither I have I. a yeah, my my friend on the podcast, Don, likes to try and kill me and keep signing me up for these, so
1: Oh, that was the conversation uh, my first month at my Run Guide. They're like, when are you going to sign up for an OCR? When are you going to sign up for an OCR? I finally did my first one two years ago.
0: Nice. And what did you think
1: of it? I I, I did Rugged Maniac here in Portland. I'm now a rugged addict. I love Rugged Maniac. I will do them every year there in Portland as long as I'm here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love Rugged. I did Rugged, but they're not in Seattle anymore.
1: So. Yeah, they just do Portland, but I had so much fun and the atmosphere was so supportive. Yeah. I had a friend who kind of in your shoes, she's not the typical athlete. She's working her butt off to try to get better. It was a family friend who went with me. Now she goes with me every year. Um but like she I was she, the where oh, it was Jacob's Ladder. We were on we were climbing up Jacob's Ladder. I have a fear of heights. But so that's not fun for me to begin with. Um, I get up and over, not no panic attacks or anything. She gets up and freezes. And these three guys come up behind her, and they were so supportive. They walked her through how to get down because I was like, okay, I'm going to have to get back up there, and I'm not getting back up there. They walked her through how to get yeah. down, and they literally stood by our side and helped her through almost half the course.
0: And oh, that's awesome. Just being
1: able to stand back and watch it. And, I mean, this—I mean, she's 300 pounds at this point. I mean, just to stand there and see see this happen, it's like this is what our sport's all about. And that whole atmosphere yeah. got me hooked, and I'm like, okay, yeah, Rugged has a fan in me.
0: Yeah, Rugged's a good one. Like I said, it's fun. I really wish I'm open they come back to Seattle. Um, yeah. All right, and now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Like what you hear? Make sure and subscribe and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're using YouTube, please click the little red subscribe icon, then click the little bell for notifications of future episodes. And if you could, give us a thumbs up. And we're back. For me, it was honestly running this year, uh, one of the best atmospheres I ever dealt with was Tough Mudder. I never, you know, I'd never done a Tough Mudder until this year. Charity from Mud Run Guide has been bugging me to do one. She's like, "You've got to do love one," it, and I'm like, "There's oh, we do." And I'm like, "There's electric shock. I'm not into this whole shock thing." But I finally did one this year, and it was amazing. I mean, I will. I, I love Spartan, and I've been Spartan for you know five years. But the atmosphere at Tough Mudder was so much more like friendly. I mean, everybody was helping everyone. Some of the obstacles, you have to have help, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just nobody, you know, it was like everyone was helping everyone and everyone loved you. It. it was amazing. I loved Tough Mudder's atmosphere. I'm so looking forward to doing more of those next year. So
1: I had yeah. a conversation with CEO Kyle McLaughlin a few months ago. We were talking about a piece I had written for Mud Run Guide about kind of the elites versus... I wasn't... I wasn't making it an elites versus the rest of us debate. I was just out there stating race companies need to remember what market they're playing to and realize that they have different they have different needs. The elites aren't looking for the same things the weekend warriors are. And Kyle and I were yeah. discussing something, and we we were coming up with we came up with this thought: is what's your why? And basically, why are you out there on the course? What what are you contributing to the community? Why do you want to be a part of this? And we were talking about how sometimes we all forget why.
0: Yeah. No, I agree.
1: And I think Tough Mudder, going back to their roots, has been such – I think it's been a spark that Tough Mudder's needed. They they did a lot of rebuilding in the last year, and it, it's definitely seen a difference.
0: Yeah, like I said, this was my first one, so I I don't know a whole lot of a difference. But from what I've heard from others, I see it. I mean, it's – you know, it's – it was so much more team. I mean, it was so much more – I mean, I can't even remember the name of the group that we were running with the whole time, but they were amazing. I mean, it wasn't like we were with them, but we were about the same pace, so we ended up, you know, helping each other through the whole thing. And, I mean, it was just awesome. I mean, there was never – never a doubt. We came up to the inverted wall and there was one of the ladies that was like, there is no way I'm doing this. And like four of us looked at her and said, well, because you said that now you're going to Like, come on, let's get this, get you over this. And it was just the look on her face when she got that first leg over the inverted wall is, was every reason I do this. I mean, it was just the look of pride and joy that she had going over that wall. I'm like, now I remember why I do this. Because Tough Mudder actually reinvigorated me. I was at a point, I wasn't sure if I was going to race next year. And Tough Mudder... Re- and we
1: all get to that point.
0: Yeah. Tough Mudder reinvigorated me into my brain of why I do this. It's like seeing her face and seeing, you know, uh, some, of the, some of the other ones were helping people over. And just a look of joy when they got over something they never thought they could do. And I'm like, there it is. That's That's why I do this. So for me I know I'm never going to be, you know, and I don't say in a bad way, I'm never going to be a competitive racer. But if I help one person and make their day better and help one person get through something they never thought they could, then I've done my job that day.
1: What you said right there that's the best part of what I do at my morning guide. Because I get yeah. to see these pictures like best part of best part of my morning every morning is logging into Instagram and seeing people tag me on photos of like, oh, I didn't think I could do this or look and see how much I've improved or wow look at i couldn't believe my friend did this by far the best part of my day every day that inspires me to go out there and see what else i can do i mean i may not be out there on the course but like i'm i got back into my crossfit program back uh i've been back since february i've been back since february and now i'm like i'm i'm inspired by seeing all this because now i'm pushing myself to get back out there i did my first um Function, well, functional fitness competition this summer and it's like nice. wow yeah I, this this is what i needed that's awesome and so yeah i did i didn't plan on it my coaches were like you can do it you can you i mean it's i did the scaled they're like you i did the scaled fun scaled slash fund division they're like you can do it and i did all i did all five workouts i pushed myself harder than i thought humanly possible on a couple of those and it was like okay doing that it like now I'm seeing what you guys see all the time and what you guys feel it's like yeah I get it
0: yeah and it's it's an amazing drug but I mean it's one of those things I think for me is I got to that point where you know my health my fitness hasn't been going the right direction so I keep seeing things getting worse and that's kind of where I'm like you know I don't know if I want to do this but then you know, tough mutter and the the attitude and everything that everyone had really changed that for me. So and it reminded me of why I want to do this and why I need to get my fitness going the right direction again. <laughs> but yeah, that's,
1: that's why I tell people like, like, "What's your why? Why are you out there doing this?" I mean, I started my fitness journey ten years ago, and it, for me, it was I needed to get from two hundred fifty six pounds down to under under two, yeah. and I never realized when I started this that. It was going to, it wasn't going to be a short-term thing. I was like, I signed up for a mixed martial arts gym and I'm like, okay, I'm going to drop the weight and I'm done. Yeah. That that was the most wrong thing I ever thought in my life. I never realized how deep of a journey it had to be for me where I'm like, I had to deal with some of my mental baggage. I had to deal with not feeling like I belonged out there. And it was actually one of my MMA coaches who got me into running he wanted me to do something he knew. I, I juggle a lot of hats. I'm not only a social media manager. I'm a caregiver. I do a lot of volunteer work. He wanted me to find something I could do that didn't require going all the way across town all the time. So yeah. he started getting me into running, and I did my first 10K, hated it. I'm like, nope, not doing that, yeah. never, never again. He talked me into trying it one more time and I tried it in August about eleven years ago. It was um, the Skirt Chaser race from Skirt Sports. I did the race? Ended up running my last K next to Hall of Fame triathlete Nicole DeBoom. Um Her and I started talking. It was a conversation that kind of changed my life. She gets, in that one K, she helped me realize, hey, this it's going to get better. Finished the five K, and how many races later? <laughs> Do you like challenges that are fun, tough, and might use tacos? Head on over to beastchallenge.com and check out our upcoming events, including Beast's 5K+, a combination of race and endurance event, and the Bucket Mile. Keep an eye on the Beast's OCR Facebook group for event gatherings. For more
0: information, head on over to beastchallenge.com and the Beast's OCR Facebook group. You'll be glad you did
1: Yeah, there are days that it sucks, and there are days I don't want to be at the gym, and there are days I'm like, I'm going to McDonald's, leave me alone. But in the long run, like, my doctor, when I set the goal, my doctor flat out said, either you lose the weight or we're going to be in trouble further down the road. And he flat out said, two years later, he flat out told me, he said, I give that same, same speech hundreds of times. I can count on one hand, the people who've done what you've done.
0: Yeah. Which is amazing.
1: And, I mean, I've done, I mean, I've been a pacer. I've been a three-day walk coach. I've been out on the course covering races. I've been racing myself. I'm now getting into trails since I live here in Portland. I kind of got burnt out, I would say, running this year a bit. And a friend of mine's like, get a pair of trail shoes. Yeah. Friend of mine's like, get a pair of trail shoes, go explore the trails. It's going to change your life. And yeah, it has.
0: Yeah. I could see that. My biggest thing is, I mean, a lot of people, you know, people that listen to the podcast know, I started running like 10 years ago and it was the same thing. I was 280 pounds Mm -hmm. and I just needed to, I needed to lose weight and running became my thing. You know, and at work, I had a place at work where I could use a gym. I could go downstairs from the treadmill, the elliptical, all that stuff. And I did a lot on the treadmill and the elliptical. And then a friend of mine was like, hey, let's go do a 5K. And I'm like, whatever. I run four or five miles every day on the treadmill. This will be great. Well, mm-hmm. one thing a lot of people don't realize, treadmills and road running, two completely different things.
1: Oh, God, yeah.
0: <laughs> I I mm-hmm. uh, you know, I did the five K and I finished it and my need to say my friend never showed up. I did it alone. But um mm-hmm. <laughs> I did the five K and when I finished my legs were mush. And that's when all of a sudden I realized I'm like, okay, I need to change my training. And that's when I really started doing, you know, after that I told myself I'm gonna do a five K every month for the next year. And that mm-hmm. became my goal. And it wasn't just, you know, like I was gonna go outside and run a five K. I didn't wanted to do an actual like one that I had to pay for an official 5K every month to keep myself, you know, in check, and that's what I did. And I ended up doing in that year, I did I think twelve 5Ks, two half marathons, and a couple 10Ks. So I, I actually upped it and did more than I thought I I planned on. But it was that, you know, that whole thing got me going, and I dropped almost a hundred pounds, um, and it was doing great. And then, of course, you know, the injury bug got me. Because I got a little overzealous, mm-hmm. but in the in the running of that, the, right before I did my first half marathon, I almost quit because of my legs. I started getting horrible pain in my shins and getting horrible shin splints, and it was the first time in my life I realized that shoes matter. Oh you know, God! Yeah. All of a sudden, I went <laughs> I went to. Uh, it's called the balance athlete in Renton, Washington. I went down there and they filmed me running, looked at my stride and they're like, Oh, you, you pronate when you run. And I'm like, I have no idea what that means.
1: <laughs>
0: and they're like, here, you I need these type of shoes. Yeah. It's like, you need these type of shoes. It'll keep you from running off your toe, you know, and keep your, your feet better and it'll get rid of that pain. And I'm like, okay. And this is like two weeks before I'm supposed to do my first half marathon. And I'm like, okay, cool, let's go for it. And I bought them, and I did that full half marathon without any pain in my legs. And it was the first time I'd been able to run more than a 5K without pain. So, yeah, shoes are, yeah. And then that's kind of what got me going. But I ended up blowing out a knee because I did the I did the first Portland Rock and Roll half marathon, that, the inaugural one. And that uh-huh. year they did, if you did that run and you did the Seattle Rock and roll. You got a special I've got it somewhere. It's a special like the
1: the Cascadia
0: metal. Yeah, the Cascadia metal. So I'm like, cool. Yeah, I remember So I did well in the Portland and the Seattle, they were only two weeks apart. It might have been three. But they were close. And when I did Portland, I tweaked something in my knee you know, but it wasn't that bad. I'm like, okay, it's a little bit of click in my knee, whatever. I'll be okay. I just need to take it easy in between the two races and I'll be fine. Well, no, I was wrong. When about halfway through the Seattle half marathon, my knee gave out and being a smart person than I am, I finished and ended up doing so much damage to my knee. I couldn't run for almost a year. And then, you know, that's, you know, that's why I tell everyone you feel something stop. I mean, that yeah. one, if I would have just said, forget it uh, so I don't get the medal on this one, I tried, take the, you know, mm-hmm. take the break. And my doctor even said, they're like, from everything I can see, if you probably would have stopped when it first happened, it came to the doctor, it would have been a month or two, taking it easy, you know, icing it, stuff like that. But pushing for another six miles afterwards, you did so much damage, you're done. You know, it's braces and, you know, everything oh, yeah. else for a year. So, yeah.
1: I learned so, my lesson after my first goal, so I definitely know that. I don't want to ask me how, because even the doctors down there are still trying to figure this out still probably trying to figure this out. I ended up tearing tearing the muscle on top of my foot. And it was two related. And it took twenty six point two miles for me to figure that one out. I still finished but it was about nine months before I ran another race.
0: Yeah. And that's the hard part because you push yourself. And it's like I've trained so hard to do this. I don't want to stop, you know, because of something like that. And it's like, eh. and that's my my worry. I, I have. I've <sighs> yet to do a half marathon without hurting myself. Full marathons, fine. Half marathons, I'm hurt myself on every single one. So
1: I think that's- I actually would a lot of people. i like, to-
0: Yeah. You do as you get older, and that's it. I think I'm I'm over forty now, so it's like it takes me a while to recover. So I got to watch out for the injuries. So I
1: turned forty in August. August, and I paced Heartbreaker half in February. Heartbreaker half. I ended up tweaking my hip flexor, and luckily I was the last pacer, so it wasn't it wasn't really a big deal because I was a three hour pacer at that point anyway. Um. Yeah, and that was for a half, so nobody was with me. I'm not worried, I w- but I think that was my wake up call at that point to realize I needed to start variating my training a bit, and I needed to yeah. stop focus on like pacing in so many other races. Yeah, I mean that was a, that was a really big wake up call. I'm like, okay, I've I've got things I need to do, and I, that's what got me back into CrossFit work, and. One of my coaches got me into Romwad, which is the range of motion workout of the days. So I do those three three days a week now, and those those oh, are like yoga one. therapy to me. Oh God, Romwad! Yeah. I I can't say enough good things about them. They're worth. I think I'm paying fourteen yeah, it's like fourteen a month for for it, and it's video workouts. They walk you through everything. They have stretches and mobility work for every part of your body. I mean, I That's realized awesome. I I I reached out to my running coach because I work with Ryan Hills, who is the coach for the Seattle Marathon. I've been working with him for yeah. four years now. I've been working with him for four years now, and then I started working with my crossfit coach, and I'm like, okay, there's a lot of things I need to be doing. I'm not doing.
0: Yeah, but well, I'm also that, that learning a lot from the
1: readers too.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And that range mm-hmm. of motion huge. I mean, that was one thing when I was running before and when I started having getting injuries at a lot of the races, you know, and a lot of times it wasn't like a really bad injury. It was just like something I, where I needed to take a break for a week and just relax. And mm-hmm. one of the things I started doing a lot was yoga, which everyone, you know, oh, yeah. of course, you know, 10, 15 years ago, everyone's looking at a guy doing yoga, like, what are you doing? But it was, it was amazing. I mean, all of a sudden it was like I started doing that and all the range of motion, suddenly my legs were, you know, the flexibility was coming in and that flexibility was making it so I was getting less injuries and able to push harder. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was the best thing I ever did. So, yeah, that range of motion is huge. So,
1: I, I've had readers come to me ask me that same question. I'm like, look at your range of motion first. And like I said, I'm was i I'm the most skeptical person when they're like, hey, pay money and we will show you how to do this. I did it with Ramwan. Yes, I no absolutely no regret with that.
0: See, That's why I've always got to have, like, somebody that has done it that I trust tell me this is a good idea. Otherwise, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. So, yeah. You're, you're, I'm you're not the one only up. one.
1: I, I'm a huge skeptic, and a lot of it because I used to be a fitness blogger, and so I've heard a lot more than I wish I ever heard about different supplements and all that. So I, yeah. I walk into things with a skeptical eye, and then it's like, prove me wrong. Tell me you're going to work. Show me you're going to work. And like I said, I'm even just like sitting down, if like if I'm sitting down writing content or I'm sitting down working on something, or I'm even sitting down feels better since I've done Rob Watt.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can tell right now, I know for me, I haven't been doing a lot of the you know, range of motion stuff. And if I sit because I drive a lot, and when I go mm-hmm. to get out of the car, my hips pop. And I know part of that is because oh, yeah. I haven't been doing the range of motion. So,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, so if I go a week without it, oh.
0: I can tell. All right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors.
1: Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs.
0: And we're back. So we've talked a lot about some things, but and you mentioned the readers, kind of give everyone an idea. We we are, what you do for OCR, you know, mud riding guide. I mean, we know you're the media, uh, yeah. but what does that what does that entail? Uh,
1: I, I I'm kind of the master, the jack of all trades and master of none around that place. Mm-hmm. Um. My brand Guide has been around since 2012. It was founded by Chris Lewis and Brett Stewart. And their goal when doing this was to kind of build a directory of all the resources out there that OCR athletes, weekend warriors to the elites are looking for. It kind of yeah. evolved. Margaret Schlachter came in in 2014. Don't, Quote me on that. We'll show later, later, if I'm wrong. She came in in 2014 and kind of brought a more newsy perspective to it. Um, so mm-hmm. we reported more on the news and what was going on around the elite. We've been kind of the key to the – we've been kind of following the evolution of the sport as it goes. I came in, like I said, it'll be three years in January, and my goal was solely to focus on the social media presence. So my goal, one of my jobs is to take the content that, like, people like Charity or any of our crew write, make sure it gets on our social media channels. I interact with our readers on the channels. I'm always reposting stuff on Instagram because, honestly, when you guys share stories with me, I'm inspired. I'm like, this is awesome. I want to share it. I want to share it with the readers. Because for me, it's all about building that community. Yeah. Yeah. And readers have been able to help each other because, like, I've had readers come to me with questions. Like, we had someone ask the other day in our community group, okay, what's the best race for a newbie? And I'm like, we can help you with that. So I, I'm, awesome. I'm out there, as basically, basically, as the conversationalist. I also manage our crew when they're out on the course on the weekends doing live coverage. They all mm-hmm. get to deal with me sometimes, and I freely admit I'm not the easiest person to deal with on weekends. Um, yeah, but I, I our crew, I help manage our crew. There's there's actually two of us. I manage their social media work for us, and then um, I also work with different races that come to us asking to do giveaways and campaigns and crossovers. We did we did a lot of work with Muckfest in the last year. So I was a, kind of a key point of contact for that. We just so you got really are world the jack of all
0: trades.
1: Awesome. That's, what, that's what I feel like some days, because it's like every day is a new adventure around there.
0: Which is awesome. That makes it fun. I
1: mean, sometimes I'm talking to Spartan, like, okay, where, where are world championships next year? So that was an email I sent yesterday. Um, or I'm out there... Connecting one of our crew with one of the elites to get an interview set up.
0: For yeah, and that's not as easy as people think it is.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's so funny because everybody is like, everybody does not. I don't think anybody realizes how many hours goes into this, but it's so worth it when you see when you see people come way further than they, than they ever thought possible.
0: Oh yeah, no, and I agree because that's one thing a lot of people didn't realize. Like for the longest time, because Beastnet, what I think actually in the next, I think it's next month we hit two years, and for the first, you know, up until a couple months ago, I was the only one. I set up all the interviews. I I did recorded all the episodes. I edited them and put them all out, and I did everything. And it got to a point; it was just too much. You know, it became so overwhelming, and that's why Dawn now has taken that over. And I mean, it's a full-time job that he's constantly emailing, messaging, talking, trying to get, you know, people on the show. And I mean, we've had, you know, we're trying to, there's a lot of the leads we're trying to get, but we don't have the, I mean, some people recognize us, some don't. So it's trying to get those people to understand, hey, we're legit, please come talk to us, you know, but yeah. So if you, you have anybody have that you want to send our way,
1: we'll 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 talk after the show. Maybe we can figure out some things together. Um, All right. The the thing for you guys, if you guys, we if you look at the big picture, Beastnet and the BSoCR, we're probably one of the smaller teams out there with the smaller presence because basically it's just this little northwest corner of of things. <laughs> And then you have like yeah. the Spartan 40s, the Lone Stars. You have Georgia Pete, uh, Georgia. I mean, but you guys, I mean, people underestimate the Northwest OCR scene. We are growing.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, big time. And I mean, you know, Beast. I mean, anyone who's you know dealt with the Beast. I mean, we're we started with twelve people like four years ago. So I mean, it's it's growing. It's a big team. It's it's gonna get bigger. So you know, and Beastnet, you know, it, we're it, just. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you guys. Please. I mean, if I remember right, you came in second last year to, on Best of OCR. Yeah, you guys came in yeah. second to Spartan Four O's last year. I mean, and nobody yep. saw that coming. I remember talking to Amir from Spartan Four O about it. He's like, "Where did these guys come from?" And I'm like, "Like, I'm not going to say much. They're my low, my team." So. Mm-hmm. But.
0: Because um, you're, you're guys, one you
1: of us. now. Mm-hmm. I yeah I spent... Uh, I didn't. I didn't go to Spartan this year because I wasn't feeling good. But I was literally living at your tent last last year for Spartan Portland. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, it's pouring rain. <laughs> I'm trying to get coverage. I need to stay dry. You guys are like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But
0: um, I, You're think in our tent as, I think
1: as, I think as you guys grow, and the one thing I love about you guys it's all about community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was out. It was yeah. it was the last time I was at Spartan. I was I was out taking pictures. I was in in the trail wooded part of Spartan Portland. I was out taking pictures. You guys were helping each other up up the cliffs. You guys were pulling each other up the up the hills. It was it was fun to watch you guys.
0: Oh yeah, it's and all community, It's, like, it's all yeah.
1: I, I, I think I think sometimes that gets lost in OCR. I think sometimes, and, and we're all guilty of this at times. We we oh, yeah. look at the dumpster fire. M- my crew will tell you I treat I preach this all the time. I'm like, we we are all guilty of staring at the dumpster fires too long. But ultimately, OCR is all about community. Oh, it is. And that's one it thing I that's, really what, I mean, that's what
0: got it. I guess what Go got us all into it, I would say, that's oh, what yeah. got us all into it was that feeling of community. So, yeah.
1: Well, it's like people now that I've been in the, literally in in this role. I mean, people come up to me now and they introduce themselves, and it's like it's amazing to actually get to know these people once once we finally meet face to face. Like even at Ninja, yeah. even when uh, Ninja was at Tacoma this year, I had the honor of going both days thanks to Lance Picas, and course, I love him. I'm, out, I'm, I, I'm being a fan. I'm, I mean, I'm seriously, I'm admittingly, I'm like, I'm at the gate being a fan girl. One, one of the uh, viewers on Twitter who does the ninja chat with me on the West coast actually got some screenshots and my face is like, Oh my God, I'm such a nerd. But these guys are like, Hey, you're my run guide. And I'm like, and then they introduce themselves. and I'm like, this is awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lance Picas is one of my favorites. Just so you know, I, I love the Cowboy Ninja. So,
1: Joe Maroski was mine until, oh, let's say when Lance was always number two, but Lance kind of pushed himself up. Yeah. And if, well, if I my other I mean, hears this conversation, she'll 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 be yelling Cowboy Ninja. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think what it was is Lance Specus, I mean, when he first came in, he was great, he was amazing, and then I think he was one of the ones that his his story with his wife like pushed him like above everyone else for me. It's like not only are you' amazing and you're a an amazing athlete, but everything you're going through in your personal life and taking care of your wife the way you do. I mean, it's like, okay, you just became like my my number one favorite by far, so yeah. And-
1: He's such a gentleman. And it was so funny because I wasn't sure I was going to go. And then he reached out to me and he said, if your mom, if your mom and you feel like coming, we will make sure you're taken care of. Cause he knew my, I mean, my mom's a huge Lance Beacus fan. I mean, to the point she will be, you, my neighbors will hear her yelling cowboy ninja when he's on TV and wondering what it's about. And circumstances happened. She wasn't able to come, but I still came. And, um, just the fact he was willing to reach oh, out and say, awesome. hey, we will we'll get you taken care of, because he knew my mom was such a fan.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And he's Can't like, you're such like a nerd and more. so
1: supportive of all of this. He even said, he's like, you're such a ner- an ninja nerd and so supportive of all of us. We want to get there, too. That's awesome. That's like that really getting out awesome. there and getting talk to people and getting to hear, like, hey, you helped me figure out – or you help me find a gym, or you help me find my OCR team, or you help me find a teammate. Like, yeah. That that's what the job took. I mean, to people want this job pays peanuts, but that's what that that's what pays.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. That's I what mean, pays that's, me right that's there. That's amazing. Yeah.
1: I mean it, it's I mean, you have be- to have a passion for it.
0: Oh, you do. I mean that's like me doing, you know, Beastnet. I mean, a lot of people don't realize I I don't get paid for this. I pay for everything for BeastNet. So I mean it's yeah.
1: <laughs> well and but, what I love with you guys and it kind of aligns with what we work what we've been working on is for my run guide, if you guys are getting out there, you're talking to the people who don't necessarily have a spotlight.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Don't like and it, it takes it takes takes a while for people to get to know me versus my guide, guy, so I, I, I always have to laugh. But it's like there's a lot of people behind the scenes who work so hard for the sport, and they deserve the spotlight. Just yeah. as much as Ryan X does.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. and yeah, I love talking to, you know, some of the other people. I mean, and some of them is because I spend so much time with, like, Spartan and stuff, like Dingo from uh, Spartan, Dingo Dominguez, because I've spent mm-hmm. a lot of time with Dingo. I know Dingo. You know, the one I'm trying to get, and I will get him one day, he keeps telling me, is Hammond. I want to talk to Hammond. Mainly, I just want to hear him with that Scottish accent for an hour. But, okay. I mean.
1: That <laughs> yeah. history lesson I ever forgotten OCR was from him. Um, we were at Art in Portland two years ago, and Seth was with me. I, I, You would never get me in front of the camera unless absolutely necessary. I'm just like, no, that's not mm-hmm. my job. So I had Seth with me, and so I'm like, Seth, do the interview. And So Seth did the interview. We interviewed Steve. And then after, literally, I spent 20 minutes. We were, were we? Oh, we were at Hercois. And we literally spent like 20 minutes talking about the history of OCR after, off the record. And I had never learned so much in 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. And and, uh, that's one thing Hammond is just a a wealth of knowledge and everything else he's done. He does the big sky, what is the big sky, the big sky race every year is one of his things. Mm -hmm. There's another thing, if you look it up on YouTube, you can find it. He did like a, I think it was a rafting race in Scotland that he won like 20 years ago. I mean, the guy's amazing. I love Hammond because. What was it, 2016 in Montana? I had two of my teammates get hurt, and mm-hmm. another one that was just, like, brain had checked out. Like, for four miles, she didn't talk. She just giggled and shuffled her feet and walked, and that was it. So, I mean, she mm-hmm. was checked out. And we were 12 – it took us 12 and a half hours to do that race. And probably about mile – probably mile 10 or so, Hammond caught up to us, and he was the – uh you know, the sweeper. Mm-hmm. And my one friend, Stevie looks at him. She looks right at him and says, you can do whatever you want, but you're not taking us off this mountain. We are finishing this race. And Hammond looks right at us and says, good answer. Everyone behind you quit. Let's go. I and he's stuck with and us. That, I mean, he, yeah. he
1: is a gem. And like I said, I he he enlightened me on so much that day. It was just like, I'm like, can I just be under your learning tree for, hours please
0: yeah I mean, so every time i see him was, i have to get a picture with him he's awesome
1: yeah he and he's always been supportive of me because he, he kind of knows my backstory and how i came into it only having the volunteer experience but still kind of loving the sport and he's always been super supportive of everything i've done with my room guides. and i'm like
0: you yeah.
1: everyone told me like he's a gem and he, he he totally he's is. an amazing
0: guy. He is. I mean, and then, what he did in helping us do that. And yeah, he, he made sure we did every obstacle, but he made sure we finished that race. So, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I remember calling Margaret that day when I got off the hill and I'm like, she, she was like, what happened? And I told her, she was like, you got an education. And I'm like, yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I've been trying to get him on the show because I want that education because he is, yeah, he's my yeah. favorite staff member.
1: Yeah, and, like, the, so. he's been so super supportive. And it's, like, I've learned so much from our conversations. And I've gotten inspired just, like, watching his Instagram, seeing where he's going next. Since he's got me thinking about a trail race. And I'm like, I, I'm not fast enough for one yet, but I know probably next year it's in the cards.
0: I did the Seattle Trail Race Spartan Trail Race. Um, we were the me and my friend Justin Wiley. Pretty much decided that we were the uh, unofficial sweepers. So because <laughs> we just we done the races. race. <laughs> we did we did the race. You know the the super the day before, and we're like, I'm tired. I'm worn out from doing the super. We're just gonna walk this thing, and we just walked the trail race, and we were the we were the unofficial sweepers. So. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I, I do a lot of volunteer work with Race to Remember down here, which is the local group that does the Veterans Day race and the Memorial Day race. Mm-hmm. And I've swept her race more than once and love it. To me, I love being out there. Cause I had my American flag one time, and I'm sweeping the 5K, and this one gal's like, she knew the police were, were right behind me. The police were like, they gave me a five-minute head start. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't care what... And it was the same thing. She's like, I don't care what happens. You're not taking me off this course. And I'm like... I ran back to the police officer, explained to him what was going on. And he said, if you stay with her, because I, I had the bright, bright yellow shirt on so I could be seen. Like, he's like, yeah. if you stay with her, we're good. And this gal, I mean, it took us an hour and 25 minutes. It was an hour and 25 minutes, but she did it.
0: See, those are the and stories. Those are the
1: yeah, oh, those are, yeah. Those are the moments.
0: See, and that's me. I'm one of those ones I, you know, we just had recently the, the person that did a sub two hour marathon, which is amazing, uh-huh. just amazing, uh-huh. but it sounds horrible to say this. I like the stories of the person that took 13 hours because they have cerebral palsy or they they were in a car accident and they're recovering or whatever, just that that, you know, or the person who was 350 pounds and now they're doing their first marathon and they've lost all the, the weight. I love those stories because it's, there's so much heart, you know, first,
1: first year, I was the Seattle I mean, marathon ambassador. Yeah. It was first year. So this would be five years ago. They had somebody who walked, walked the entire marathon and this was the last year of I-90. So this, this tells you how hard this was. Um, he was on oxygen. He was raising funds for pulmonary awareness and mm-hmm. God bless the Seattle marathon for this. They, they bet over backwards to make sure he was on oxygen. He walked the entire race. Um, they worked with his doctors and nurses. There were places where he could change bottles out. Nurses were checking in on him the entire time. He finished the 26, six two, And I think it was 15 hours with Seattle, marathon, the Seattle marathon with him every step of the way. and, to see, me, that's, that, awesome. that's, why, that's why Seattle. I'm like, anytime they've asked for help, I'm like, I'm in. And um, oh, see, and
0: they were amazing. The, they are.
1: The, amb- the ambassadors were having dinner right after the race. After the race, we went back to watch him finish because one of the staff members took us oh. to dinner, and then we went back to watch and finish. And that moment, to me, that's that's a moment I will never forget.
0: Yeah, well, so that's what was amazing when see, I did have- it in 2017. Was they, they closed down the course, but I was still out there, but they left me, they still had two, two people in vehicles, two ambassadors in vehicles that were driving back and forth. (laughs) They kept doing like circles to make sure I was okay. And then had two people on bikes that were going back and forth on bicycles. Just constantly checking on me, making sure I'm good, making sure I made the right. Every time there was a turn, one of the people on the bikes would be sitting there at the intersection, like, "Hey, you got to turn right here, or go straight here." They they let me know exactly where I was going, and I mean, they never left me. There was a sweet old lady that kept asking if I wanted to ride. She's like, "Do you want to ride? I mean, I can just take you to the finish." I'm like, "No, I need to so finish was- <laughs>
1: I would not be surprised if that was the executive director of the race, Louise, because that's the kind of thing she would do. I mean, yeah, Louise, she's like, you that... look like, yeah.
0: yeah. Louise she's was like, amazing. you look like you're in a lot of pain and you look like you, you, and I'm like, no, there's less than four miles. I'm doing this, you know, because by that point I had like, my ankle had blocked up, but I'm like, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, there's less than four miles. I'm not stopping. I'm doing this. I'm finishing this. And she's like, "You're crazy," but okay. So
1: the last marathon that, I ran was San Francisco. That tells you how crazy yeah. I was to begin with. Um, yeah. I that that race has a firm six-hour time limit, but if you're between six and six thirty, as long as you can stay ahead of the police car, you're good. Well, the police mm-hmm. car decided to start sweeping at five forty-five. Which was not good, but he, he he swept us to the sidewalk. He's like, "I'll make you a deal." There was a group of about seven of us together. We none of us were talking at that point, but we were all about the same pace, and we had been literally following each other since probably the Golden Gate Bridge at that point. And he's like, "We will keep." We will, "If we're going to put you on the sidewalk," he goes, "I'll radio to the start to the finish line. What's going on?" He said, "You're going to have to be on the sidewalk, and you're probably going to have to support one another a bit." but you will get to finish. And so the seven of us Mm. kind of looked at each other, and we were like, oh, hi, my name's Roger, hi, my name's Bonnie, et cetera, et cetera. And we did for about 12 miles together. I mean, we literally, I mean, people were hurting, people slowed down, but we were going. The police officer sent somebody. Yeah, he sent a motorcycle officer up to us. Um, it was the mile twenty he sent a police op- they sent a motorcycle officer to keep an eye on it. And they made I mean we supported each other and to me that was technically I'm not listed as a finisher, but they still gave me my my medal because I was at six oh six something. But to me that was the most special race because we were we literally I mean it was seven strangers and we literally pushed each other to the finish.
0: That's what's awesome. That's what I love. I mean, that's what I love about most, you know, for me, it's the the OCRs now I, I I stepped away from the road running, because I'll be honest, I got bored. You know, it's like,
1: that's what pushed me away too.
0: Yeah, it's like 26 miles. And you're like, cool. There's nothing going on. And I'm just still running. So, yeah. and that's kind of what pushed me away from it. I went to the OCR because there was something to break it up. Plus the, the atmosphere, that's a lot less competitive. I mean, there's still co- competition, but there's a lot less mm-hmm. of that attitude of competition, you know, in OCR. Oh, totally. But
1: okay. yeah. Working in, it, it's given me a different perspective now, but, um, but that's kind of what happened to me. Like after the race in February, I was telling you about, I was like, I, I need something different. That's what pushed me back into CrossFit because I'm like, if I want to do an OCR, I need to get actually stronger. And that's how I found mm-hmm. Dead Boys Fitness. I actually – anyone who follows me knows I'm a big wrestling nerd, so I'm actually doing the program owned by the WWE Universal Champion. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I – on um, it's Dead Boys Fitness. It's the gentleman – I've Josh Gallegos who is the – voice behind the CrossFit game. You hear him every year. He's the MC for CrossFit games. He's also a level two coach. And he coaches a lot of the WWE superstars. Him and Seth came together to build this program. And it's, there's, there's anywhere from people just learning how to wait list, to people who are legit threats in the CrossFit games this year. And we're all, we're all over the map in the United States and we support each other and I kind of told him, I'm like, hey, my goal is next time. I'm I'm not totally convinced about Spartan, wanting to do Spartan yet, but next time Rugged Mean Ant comes to town, I want to be able to rock the hanging obstacles. And he's like, gotcha. And so I have the support. I have a team around me who helps. I mean, I'm finally making way to get my first pull-up this year. And just being able to do that kind of relit my fire. That's awesome. So hopefully, come no. rugged next year, I don't have to, I don't have to drown on the um, hanging obstacles.
0: Yeah, that's it's always a good good thing to try not to do. Drowning is not a good thing. So.
1: <laughs> what can I say? I have a fear of water. <laughs> I mean, deep water. But so um, no, no. I haven't had the confidence to take like some monkey bars on and all that. But now that I'm doing, I realized in February, I'm like I don't have the strength to do what I want to in OCR. So doing dead boys. And having that support system, like I said, and my teammates are all over the place in in the United States, but they're so supportive. It's like anytime you accomplish something, like everybody's cheering for you. And so having that structure, I'm looking for, I'm finally looking forward to getting to those landmarks. Yeah. Yeah, That's
0: awesome. But I I needed that, Jacob. Bettering yourself.
1: Yeah, I needed that, Jacob. I was I was so at yeah. a plateau. I'm like road running. I will continue to do Seattle Marathon, and I, as you said, I love them. I'll continue to do them anytime I can. But other than that, I'm kind of over road running.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so I try like, to be, here, but Dawn keeps signing podcast. me up. Nah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. do yeah. keeps signing me up. If
1: you, look at, if you look at Seattle Marathon website, go to the shop, go to finishers. Uh, apparel. You will see the gold jacket I'm referring to. I was like, I, I'm like, don't spend the money, don't spend the money. It's obscenely gold. It's it's. I got to see it in person once, and I'm like, th- this is obscene, but God, it's worth it. Yeah. It's for the. Right, well, we're gold. Oh,
0: so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. We're getting getting close to that hour mark, which is usually where we like to keep the, the episodes. Um,
1: I can't believe an hour before just we,
0: we by. <laughs> Oh, it did. This has been so much fun. Um, before we go, let everyone know how can everyone get, you know, reach out to you, follow you on, you know, Instagram and all that fun stuff. Well,
1: definitely follow Mud Run Guide everywhere. We're on mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook better and maybe maybe just maybe i got brave enough that my run guide has a tiktok account now but you'd have to go find that um i would look if you want to follow me personally because my adventures are all over the place um zombie running princess on instagram and um i'm always i'm there's always pictures of my adventures or pictures of me and my cat and i'm always talking about something either wrestling CrossFit running or OCR. Yeah, that's awesome. When I'm on my Instagram. So, but definitely follow us on the Run Guy channels and say hi to me on Instagram. Like I said, I'm always, I'm always loving to see what everybody
0: else is up to. That's awesome. So along with that, anything else before we go that you want to tell the listeners?
1: Just take it one step at a time, and if, if you have any questions about OCR or anything we can anything, come talk to Mud Run Guide. If I don't know the answer, I have a couple of people who do who do have the answers and we'll find it for you. Don't be afraid awesome. to ask for help. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. We are out there and we're here to help. Oh yeah. And anyone that's wondering, we will have all the 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 contact info for Mud Run Guide and for Bonnie on the when we, we share this episode. So Perfect. Well, thank you for talking to me. This has been so much fun. I'm sure we're gonna definitely have to okay. do this again because I feel like we could have filled another like two hours. So, yeah.
1: We could we could we could do a whole another thing on like OCR itself right
0: now. Oh yeah. So we would definitely have to to talk after this and uh, set up another one because I, I think we we need to talk again. So this was fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm at your disposal. You guys are my team. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast. If you haven't done it yet, find us on Facebook. Like and share the podcast. Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. This show is brought to you by James Safety Services in partnership with Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you like to hear. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at beastocr.com.